0: hello friends how's it going welcome to the podcast before we get started with our show today let me remind you about a couple partners of the podcast first up prepped ready meals prepped and ready they offer healthy meals delivered straight to your door all you have to do is pop them in the microwave they're good to go they deliver in all of metro atlanta area they just partnered with a fitness app called fit genie to make deliveries even easier Go to preppedreadymeals.com. Use code BINGE10 at checkout for 10% off your order. That's B I N G E uh, 10 for 10% off your order. Everybody loves healthy meals. Everybody loves meal planning. Well, now you can do it all in one. Go check these guys out. Support them again, one more time at BINGE10 at checkout, preppedreadymeals.com. Our other friends are our friends over at Rebel Boudoir. Have you ever wanted that boudoir session and needed the little nudge to finally do it? Well, now you do. Our listeners will get an automatic discount of $100 off their session fee when they book a session with Jillian at Rebel Boudoir. These sessions make an awesome, unique gift for your wedding day, anniversary, birthday, or it's just an excuse to rock that bod you've got. Go check out Jillian's work for reference on her Instagram at Rebel Boudoir or her website, rubbleboudoirstudio.com Mention us in your inquiry to get that discount, it's a great investment and an experience you definitely won't forget and now, welcome to the show
1: is that beat you guys know what it is it's the binge boys podcast episode 156 coming at you on this wonderful tuesday morning this is uh matt potter subbing in for logan lewis uh in the leadoff position but uh we'll we'll get to hear from them but before we do that how about you uh how about you guys do a couple things for me real quick go follow us on ig you know it's a very good companion account to the podcast. It's not just, you know, pictures of our wonderful faces, but it is sometimes. So that's, that's always nice, but it's usually reviews and stuff of things that we don't necessarily have time to cover here, but that we've seen and, you know, just sort of the help fill out um, your, you, the listeners opinions on us as reviewers. It's like, you know, if you think, you know, all my opinions are great and all Logan's are trash, like you can back it up with plenty of evidence. Um, and so while you're on your phone, then hop over to iTunes, uh, rate, leave a five star rating and leave us a quick review. Just saying, you know, your favorite thing about the episode you're listening to right now. Um, and speaking of this episode, we're going to be running through some quick news. We are going to talk Mandalorian, euphoria, the new movie, the prom that was just dropped on netflix and then lads there was some news from disney and we're gonna we're gonna hit it all but before we do let's uh let's hear from everyone else logan how's it going
0: hey matt thanks for having me back great to be here um (laughs) uh super excited to be getting it on this uh wonderful tuesday morning uh you love uh uh i don't know yeah <laughs> I, I don't know. You, you love to be you love to be doing the binge boys. Uh last episode that we're recording prior to the holidays. Yep. So uh well I guess this airs tomorrow. Well it actually aired today because we're recording it on Tuesday morning. <laughs> Just kidding. We're recording it on Monday evening. Yep. Happy Tuesday to you listener. Uh Merry Christmas everybody. Mitch, what's up man?
2: What's up guys? Uh yeah, uh Glad to be back on the pod once again.
1: Yep, there you go. <laughs> you got any thoughts on what day it is, Mitch, or you're just going to say it is what it is?
2: Um, I believe it's a Monday, but <laughs> it feels like a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, all right,
1: man. I think we'll, uh, we'll just jump into it. With just a little bit of quick news, we're going to try and move through this uh, at a decent clip since, like I said, there's a lot of Disney news. And uh, speaking of Disney, the first thing we're going to check in with is the latest Spider-Man rumors. Um, Guys, this is pretty much Spider-Verse some sort of form confirmed with Charlie Cox, Willem Dafoe, uh, Alfred Molina, Jamie Foxx. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, Emma Stone, Andrew Garfield, and Toby Maguire pretty much either rumored or on some level confirmed to be in this movie. So I think we're just going to have to wait for a trailer to see how they're going to work all these people together and also w- what it's going to look like. I'm excited, man. Um, we'll probably talk about this future episode, so we don't need to spend any time on it now. But do, uh, do either of you guys have any additional thoughts on or just just kind of pumped to to see what happens
2: yeah i'm i'm just really pumped to to see a, a trailer eventually i know we've been discussing this topic for for weeks now but yeah i just can't wait for a trailer on this one how about you logan
0: i think uh i think you're right mitch i think it's just about time that we uh we just need to see some damn footage uh yep. That, that Willem Dafoe news is kind of, kind of breaking news tonight. I saw it just about 20 or 30 minutes before we started recording, and that kind of confirms my theory, uh, kind of the same with Gwen Stacy, and I guess Doc Ock, too, considering that all three of those characters are deceased in their own uh, respective universes. So um, I would be surprised to see... Um, like you think it's going to be like a situation where uh like they're just traveling through portals and they just how ha- so happen to see like Tom Holland's like wow, look at that and it's like green goblin footage from Sp- Sam Raimi Spider-Man and him and Spider-Man fighting in like the parade scene at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. or do you think it's going to be more like t- type situation where Doctor Strange opens the portal, Tom Holland walks through it and like Willem Dafoe is like talking to the mirror, and he turns around and he sees Tom Holland, and he's just like, "Oh my god!" Um, Only person we're missing here is James Franco. Yeah, where's Franco at? No love,
1: no love for the Frank, I guess. No love for Franco,
0: but yeah, super (laughs) pumped. We need we need some footage.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, So mentioned charlie cox who plays uh, daredevil in the netflix one and uh gonna use him as the transition point to talk my favorite daredevil ben affleck well <laughs> can i warned you that this transition was coming so you're welcome thank you for that yep yep uh the news we're saying about him is that he's attached to star in disney's harry houdini um which is doesn't quite say when it's coming out, but it's based on the book, The Secret Life of Harry Houdini, The Making of America's First Superhero, um, from the director of 10, Cloverfield Lane, Den Trachtenberg. But he's not going to play Harry Houdini himself. So I'm not a... Uh, really big turn of the century magic head so i'm not sure uh, what other characters are in the houdini mythos um but uh i'll be honest i didn't know this movie was happening but now that ben affleck's attached to it it's it's on my radar so do you, logan what are, what are your thoughts does, does having affleck attached move the needle for you
0: um, I also didn't know this was happening. This Maybe this was a part of Disney's announcement. I, I'm not 100% sure, because um, I didn't know Disney was doing it. I thought it was just going to be a a random studio doing it, kind of like Warner Brothers did, I think. I think Warner Brothers was behind Bohemian Rhapsody. I assumed it was a, a situation like that. And when this news first broke, I'm pretty sure that it was reported that Ben Affleck was playing Harry Houdini. Um, and then the, these news sources quickly redacted their stories and said wait shit we we mean that he's just going to be a supporting character so now i'm just interested to see who's going to play houdini um Mm -hmm. and what at and at what age they capture houdini's life at or if it's going to be like a boyhood situation where they kind of start when he's a teenager uh and kind of like see him i don't think they're going to you know, do the boyhood thing and film the same actor for 10 years. I was going
1: to say, he's kind of old. I feel like Houdini died kind of a young man. So they've kind of missed their opportunity to boyhood him with the Affleck. Well, I guess if he's not Houdini then.
0: So, but yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. What do you think, Mitch?
2: Yeah. Uh, my thoughts are kind of the same as, as uh, you guys is. I didn't know they were making this film. So it's kind of cool to, to hear that uh, a film uh, about H- Houdini is actually being made. Um, and I guess the fact that Ben Affleck's attached to it might intrigue me a little bit more to, like, be eager to see a trailer and uh, see what what role he's going to play in the movie. And um, so, yeah, that's really all, all I have to say about it.
1: Yep. So transitioning from a movie I didn't know they were making to another one. Uh, they are making a Dungeons and Dragons movie uh, paramount is more specifically and it will be starring Chris Pine sort of everyone's least favorite superhero adjacent Chris actor behind Evans Hemworth and uh, Pratt Pratt there we go yep I knew that I knew there were four so thank you for for that. So it's being made by paramount and The duo best known for game night, Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly are directing the movie and writing the screenplay. So that's, I think that's kind of cool. Um, I can't remember if I've told you guys, but I am a dungeons and dragons fan. I'm currently in the middle of a campaign, so I am definitely the target audience for this and I'm, I'm pretty much in. What about you, Mitch?
2: Uh, well, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, but uh, definitely uh, have always, like, it's been some uh, some kind of an interest to me. Like, I've always wanted to to do a campaign, but none of my friends really have the time to do it. Um, so, uh, but yeah, the, for the movie, uh, Chris Pine, uh, any, pretty much anything he's done recently, I've pretty much seen it, so... Uh, I, I'm i on board to seeing this movie. Logan, what are you? What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, um, also never played a game of Dungeons & Dragons. Also, it's been one of those things that's kind of been in the background. And I've always told myself, like, if I show up somewhere and people are, are playing, that I'm going to sit down and just intensely study, like, what they're doing because I literally know nothing about the game. Um, I just know that uh, it's made fun of a lot as one of the <laughs> nerdiest games of all time.
1: Um, with good reason
0: yeah 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 it's it's also one of the most iconic games of all time so yep. um I, I think it's kind of uh how do i say this like about time i mean i'm not like begging for this movie but like it's it's crazy that it's taken this long for us to get a, a full-blown major picture major motion picture on this such a popular iconic uh game
1: well, they did try it uh, back in 2000. New Line Cinema did it. It started oh. Justin Whalen, Marlon Waynes, and Jeremy Irons, and was a critical and commercial flop. So maybe it's kind of a cursed property for a while. Well,
0: then uh, I guess <laughs> we'll see what Chris Pine does. I, I Like Mitch said, I, I don't really hate anything that Chris Pine has done. So um, I'm, I'm here for it.
1: Yep. Yeah. And uh, just – one more thing i feel like especially with um dungeons and dragons there's a lot of flexibility about how it could be done i you know sort of a situation where it's uh the closest like comparison point i can think of is like jumanji where there's kind of like the world outside the game and then they're playing as characters in the game i think that that'd be like a decent concept but yeah i think there's a lot of different angles that they could uh take with it and so this movie is coming out may 27th 2022 and it was supposed to be originally put out in november of 2021 which would have qualified it for our list in the next episode of our top 10 anticipated movies for 2021 like we alluded to that's already been recorded and there's some there's some heat on there so i would definitely recommend uh checking in for that one yeah that's kind of the just keeping the news at this at top at the top of the show light so we can focus more on the disney so now we'll move into uh my favorite portion of the show where they talk about two things i haven't seen the uh mandalorian season two episode seven and then the euphoria special so logan i'll i'll give you the keys for for this
0: wow thanks man Um. Mitch, yeah, let's let's talk Mandalorian. Uh, I, I assume you've seen the episode.
2: Yes, I was I was able to see the episode,
0: and uh, <clears throat> wasn't it you that said that you saw something on Twitter from like one of the producers that said like the last three episodes of the se- the season are just balls to the walls?
2: Yeah, uh, I think it was like a, a, either a director or like a an animation guy some somebody that's a part of the show said that it's just gonna get wild the last three episodes or so
0: i think it's pretty safe to say that they weren't bullshitting us
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i would definitely agree um some crazy some crazy uh last two episodes i know you reviewed uh last week's episode by yourself but um yeah, this I don't I don't know how I feel about about these these past two episodes. Like they were good, but like for so, I feel like there's they just left me like wanting the finale even more. Oh yeah. I, I that's what I felt like. They they kind of uh they tease a lot of stuff and then it, they kind of just build it up to well the finale is really what you're going to be waiting for. Uh, of this show so i i don't know what did you think of this of this episode in particular
0: uh, um i think this episode first of all action packed uh great action um we got our boy bill burr back uh yeah. i didn't think we'd be seeing him again um bill burr like why bill burr is my question did he just like pitch to disney like hey i want to be in a star wars movie and i uh, don't know what but I want to do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the, and John Favreau was like, shit, you could be in the Mandalorian. And then fans actually turned out to like his character. And he was like, Hey, want me back in season two? <laughs> <laughs> That's a horrible, uh, Bill Burr impression, but, um, he's great. He's, he's a pretty solid actor. I mean, um, especially I've having seen him in uh King of Staten Island. I'd, not sure if you watched that Mitch uh, with the Pete Davidson movie. Did you watch that, Matt? Was that pre? With you guys,
1: I feel like it was a week or two, like just prior. But he was also uh, sort of a small role in Breaking Bad, as, in like a non-comedic role. He was. He was Cubby, like oh, the yeah, yeah. Yep.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, got he the was.
1: chops, man.
0: Um. Yeah he's got he's got some serious acting chops. He's really good as, as if he is a movie as King of Staten Island is. Uh. <laughs> Bill Burr is incredible in that he deserves a nomination, in my opinion. He he did really really good. Um, kind of blew me away, honestly. Um, and so does Pete Davidson. But this isn't a review of that. We're talking Mandalorian. Uh, <laughs> the the thing that hyped me up, man, about the entire episode was really just the final like thirty seconds where Moff Gideon gets like a message and Mando Mando just pops up and is just like kind of Liam Neeson esque like if you don't let that kid go, I'm going to come and fucking kill you and all of your friends. <laughs> it
2: was very, it was very uh, taken uh, yeah. reminiscent of taken. So um, yeah, I, I loved uh, there were, there were some stuff that I really loved about this episode. Um we got, we got to see, like, a lot of uh, Stormtrooper deaths. Like, like you were saying, there's the action in this episode. It was an action-packed episode. But some of the Stormtrooper deaths I thought were just hilarious. Like, we got uh, some of these guys that are just, like, falling and just, like, hearing their screams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, like, it was hilarious. And then, um, shit, what was the other part that i wanted to talk about um they sound like
0: i don't know if this is going to come through right but it sounds a little bit like
1: (laughs) (laughs) there you go i hope that comes
0: through because that was great (laughs)
2: holy logan coming in hot um we got to see mando's face again which was another pretty important uh part to this uh i think to like to the show as a whole um, because we don't ever really get to see Pedro Pascal, uh, except for in the Mandalorian armor. So it was cool, kind of like the funny bit where he like put on the stormtrooper armor and wore that uh it, instead of his regular Mandalorian armor and and then that whole interaction with that uh with uh, I don't know what it was like a commanding officer or something. I think that guy I forget the actor's name, but um, he played the Night King in Game of Thrones. Um, Oh, did
0: he? Was that who that was?
2: Yeah. He had a couple of... uh, Let me see if I can... I have an article pulled up real quick. Um, Something Break. Might be something with an R. I can't remember. Damn. Break has an R. Well <laughs> I'm thinking of his first name, but uh Oh yeah, my bad. Um yeah, I can't I can't find it. Um uh, I think it might be Richard Brake. Yep, I I Richard I, Break. You're right. Um but he he his character uh as that like commanding officer for like the M what I guess we call it the Empire, but um, the rem remnants of the empire. Yeah, um, his character was actually really, really cool and like kind of like menacing and like uh, I, I don't even know I don't even know how to describe that whole interaction that he has with like Bill Burr and Pe- Pedro Pascal. That whole interaction where then Bill Burr just goes. Yep. I've had enough of you talking and he shoots (laughs) them. Like I thought that was, I thought that was funny. And then they just have to shoot their way out of the whole thing. And like, it was very like the episode was kind of like the premise is kind of simple. Like the uh, pre, like some of the previous episodes, let's infiltrate a base and, and like get some information and then hightail it out of there. But, um, like, it was, it was still really well done. Like, I enjoyed the way that this episode was directed a lot more than last week's episode. Um, with, uh, I think, the guy that directed uh, last, the episode six uh, of Mandalorian was the guy who directed uh, Spy Kids. It just, it, it felt like more of a... Uh, Robert sci-fi. Rodriguez. Yes, Robert Rodriguez. There we go. Um it felt like more of like a sci-fi show, like TV show as opposed to like a high higher budgeted Disney Mandalorian episode. At least that was it, what I thought in my opinion but um yeah, this this week's episode was good and looking forward to uh the season finale. I feel like there's tons of stuff that they got to wrap up and um just basically figure out like what what's going to happen with baby Yoda, baby Grogu. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um what what are you thinking, Logan?
0: yeah um i i enjoyed it i enjoyed the bill burr i enjoyed that scene in general that scene kind of gave me vibes weird comparison here but let me finish uh the scene the opening scene in inglorious bastards where christoph waltz is like interrogating that farm owner because christoph waltz knows damn well that there's what is it jews hiding in his basement or whatever and in this scene, you get the vibe that this Imperial officer damn well knows that Bill Burr and Mando aren't who they say they are, but he's just prying slowly. And the way he's talking is just, so what's, uh, what, what, what squadron are you in? And it's in the, in like Bill Burr's like coming up with these like quick witted things to try to combat it. But you know, that the dude knows that something's up. And, it's, and it, it was really riveting. I was just like, oh, my God, what the fuck's going to happen here? And then it was so on brand just for Bill Burr's character and just Bill Burr to just, go, you know, ah, I've had enough of this and just <laughs> the guy. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was a really solid episode. I, I think it was awesome seeing uh, Mando's face. Um, it just goes to show, you know, at the very beginning of the first season, they kind of beat into our heads that Mandalorians do not take their helmets off ever. Um, so the fact that he was willing to go that far to save Gragu, um, speaks volumes about how much he truly cares about baby Yoda. So, yeah, like you said, they got a shitload of stuff to wrap up in the finale. And, uh, I damn well bet there's going to be another cliffhanger that's going to be horrible. Um, and, uh, but I'm ready to, I'm ready to get excited and watch this uh, episode. I'm really, I'm really hyped for it. Um, like Matt said, you want to just transition right into talking about that special episode of Euphoria that we got a couple weeks back. The part one, uh, I think it was called just Rue. And then part two is called, um, God, it's, what's her name?
2: Uh, Jules.
0: Jules, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so part one aired the other day or a couple weeks ago. And let's fucking talk about it, Mitch.
2: All right. So let's jump in.
0: You you gave the episode a five out of five. I give it a four out of five. Uh, and you were like, God damn, I need to know why you gave it a four out of five versus a five out of five. Um, and I'll tell you why, Mitch. Because it was boring as fuck. I mean, wait, <laughs> wait. It was outstanding, but it was boring as shit. I thought more shit was gonna happen, but cause like 20 minutes into the scene with you know, Rue and and the dude, I was like, oh, so th- this is it, right? Like, this, this, this is all we're getting. Um, with the exception of the cute little wake-up in the morning scene uh, with Rue and, um, fuck, her name? Jules. Uh, uh, and then, like, the rainy leaving the restaurant scene there at the end. Um, this, this episode alone, I'm sure you'd have very similar thoughts. This episode is proof... That Zendaya deserves that Emmy she won for playing. Yes. Uh, yep. For playing uh, this character, um, she's not, she's an outstanding actress. Uh, it, the subject matter, I'll let you dive more into the details there, Mitch. But just overall, I thought it was fucking incredible. Um, I just wish it was a little more, and I think that's what we'll probably get in the jewels episode. Um, but uh, yeah. Like, let me, let me hear what you got.
2: Um. Yeah, uh, I loved. I loved this episode. Um, I thought it was really grounded in the style, like in in a very humanistic style of writing. Um, I know that uh, Sam Levinson, the director and writer of the show, he the reason why they took this uh, kind of Uh, approach at making it this kind of an episode where it's just two characters talking back and forth um, that it was um, very they did it because of COVID restrictions I believe Um, I watched like the uh, clip that they have um, like a behind the scenes clip that they have and they basically said that uh, this episode these episodes I guess are had to get ch- changed and rewrote, um, specifically because of COVID, mm. and um, so they decided to do this kind of like one on one, uh, with Zendaya's character Rue, and um, and kind of like her, uh, I guess it's like her, what do I, uh, the guy that plays like her mentor.
0: Yeah. Um, that, almost like her um like her sponsor or sponsor, whatever.
2: Sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um his his name uh is his character's name is Ali in the show, uh, but he's played by Coleman Domingo. Mm-hmm. Um and I just I love this dynamic between like these two characters, and just kind of, they dive deep into talking about everything on the spectrum of just life and addiction, whether it be uh, like they talked about death, they talked about redemption, um, just all this, all this con like all the content that you can think of in a conversation like it, it was, it was, it was just a very deep conversation of um, just talking the shit, the struggle, man. And I, I don't even know, like, I don't even know how to put it into, into words from my own perspective, but it was just like, Something that I guess I could relate to the characters and uh, in just kind of grasp at like certain straws that they were talking about and just heavily relate to to what they were talking about. That's why I feel like it was a very substantial – like there was a lot of substance in this episode talking about like – like what they were talking or there's a lot of substance in what they were talking about and less about uh, you know what the series showed as a whole. like I don't think we got this much in depth of what these two characters or Rue's characters and day's character, character um, really, shit I'm like rambling because it's like so it's such a hard it's such a hard thing to even like try and uh describe I just like just to like wrap up my thoughts um it was just a really good uh this could have been a one-off like if this was the show like and this was a one-off episode I feel like this could stand on its own on any type of uh like platform or whatever just because of what they were talking about um so yeah that's pretty much it I, I it left me speechless and it it left me just wanting to rewatch that episode and it's probably just so, an episode that i'll rewatch over and over and over because it's just kind of like they talk about so much stuff that if you're going through a rough time like there are tidbits in there that are just like you could pull out and just be like yeah, I could, you know what, I can get through to the next day, or whatever, like, if you're anybody that's, like, struggling with, like, addiction, or anything like that, depression, like, there's so many things that you can learn from listening to somebody that's been through the shit, and that's kind of, like, what Ollie's character as a mentor or sponsor kind of was, like, trying to tell Rue the entire time, but you could see that she just kind of didn't really want uh, she doesn't want to listen to him, but at the same time she does. And then it's like the conflict of just a back and forth. So it was such a good episode in my opinion. Um, it was a little slow, but I enjoy those types of episodes sometimes. So um, that's pretty much all I have to say about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's That's pretty well said. I won't, I won't taint everything or anything you just said. If you're, um it it really just delivered on like the heavy hitting issues that a lot of people face and um it was very well done and like i said at the top um zendaya uh there's not many words that can be used to describe how well she did and the dude as well he deserves some credit as well it it was a very probably one of the better acted scenes i've ever seen um so uh it almost felt real that they were just set the camera up and watched two people talk. It didn't even feel like it was an acted show. Uh, It was, it it felt so real. Like the writers just, I give all the props. I mean, obviously the actors too, but the writers like hats off to you for writing something so beautiful, um, but so dark at the same time. Um, Cool. Uh, Hand it back over to you, Matt.
1: Sure. All right. So thank you for, keeping our, uh, content streams wide, um, filling in gaps where I have them. Um, so now we're going to talk the direct to Netflix release of the prom. It's a, uh, musical that was big on Broadway and has now received a movie adaptation as is regularly happening. Um, it's described as a troop of hilariously self-obsessed theater stars swarm into a small conservative Indiana town in support of a high school girl who wants to take her girlfriend to the prom. It's directed, as, uh, directed by Ryan Murphy from Glee and, as I learned while researching, American Horror Story. And it um, stars Meryl Streep and James Corden in the main roles. With uh supporting work from Nicole Kidman um, and Keegan Michael Key, as sort of the more notable ones. Um, I know Logan did, Mitch. Did you have a chance to watch this or I did
2: not have a chance to watch this?
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So I'll just uh, I'll just kick it over to you, Logan. What's um are you a fan of musicals in general? And was this kind of it in line with uh, what you were expecting from it?
0: So I, I do like musicals. I do enjoy them. I loved um, I still haven't seen uh the one that came out with Hugh Jackman a few years ago. I hear it's incredible. Lame is uh, no, I did see that Ooh, one. The Great
1: Showman, the Great
0: Show, Greatest Showman. Greatest a Showman, yeah,
1: that's I a good I haven't
0: seen that one. My roommate jumps up and down for that movie every single time it comes on, so I need to watch it.
1: It does have Zendaya.
0: Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I enjoy them. I, I watch them whenever I can, whenever one releases, if it's got a good cast, which they usually do. Um i'll i'll jump on board and and watch it i struggled a little bit with this movie towards the beginning um i i found the characters i mean good to know that the synopsis acknowledges that the characters are just absolutely dreadful (laughs) the characters in this movie absolutely suck yeah and from the second the screen started i was like or just from the second the movie started i was like God, I fucking hate James Corden. <laughs> like I said the other day, I have no reason to hate James Corden besides the fact that uh, he's just now the new victim of a celebrity that I just want to beat the shit out of for no reason. Yep. James Corden, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> just go back to doing carpool karaoke because I don't want to see your fucking face on another screen. Um, I'm playing. I, I don't I hate the guy that much. But but I struggled at the beginning of this movie. Um, I. I think I even texted you guys and said, if you guys haven't watched it, you don't have to <laughs> I didn't want you guys to have to go through that. But, um, but once the message of the movie started kicking in and, um, and I don't know, I kind of try to stay away from movies that really try to have a, how do I say it without sounding like an asshole movies that kind of try to have a point behind them like this movie is clearly tackling like gay uh gay um rights and and stuff and and I'm all for it don't get me wrong but uh but they really hammer it like this isn't like a underlying tone type thing like no they from the get go like let you know that like this movie is full on gay and and that's fine like like I just said I don't have a problem with it um but once the plot started thickening and I started to kind of the characters kind of had a few moments where they kind of shined a little bit. Um, I was like, you know what? I kind of like these characters. I, I know they're insufferable, but like I just mentioned James Corden. He had a scene in this movie where I almost like shed, wanted to shed a tear. Yeah. And I, I thought, oh, my God, like I think I did shed a tear. I, I The movie had me crying at, at, at some <laughs> points. Um, uh, so I ended up enjoying it by the end of it. I gave it a three out of five. I think it's an it's a enjoyable movie. Once you get past the first 30 minutes or so of buildup, it is a two hour movie, two hours and 10 minutes. I think
1: it was long. It felt it long a
0: Long one for a musical in my taste, but I can't bitch. I, I, I gladly sit through a four hour justice league cut when that gets released. <laughs> um, so, uh, a two hour musical shouldn't be a problem. So no, I ended up liking it in the end. Um, I think it was pretty well acted by uh, James Corden, even though I just gave him so much shit. Keegan-Michael Key as well. I think Mm -hmm. he did a really good job. Um, And, of course, the musical numbers were all very impressive. The choreography, very impressive. One thing I noticed as, like, five minutes in is the color palette of this movie was very bright. Again, kind of going with the gay pride. I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, again, I'm not trying to step on any toes or anything but from the second the movie started it was just vibrant colors and and i'm very much so into vibrant colors if anybody see the way i dressed from 2014 to 2016 all my my wardrobe was horribly vibrant colors so (laughs) um so yeah i ended up liking it in the end i really liked the message the the whole gay um prom situation you know it 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 was kind of Heartbreaking to know that that's happening somewhere out there, where there's a there's definitely a really old fashioned town that says we're not going to let these gay kids go to our prom, type type shit. That's the premise of the movie. Spoiler alert. Um, and yeah, I, I I liked it in, in the end, which is uh, which is nice. So, um, so yeah, that, there's my thoughts. I'll let you go into it now, Matt.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I um I just have a few not necessarily disagreements but just things I want to like push back on sure. you about I think like while they're you know the um, gay rights for the prom is definitely like a big point of it I think that that was mostly used to just illustrate the celebrities going in and sort of white knighting um, and doing uh just um trying to do something for themselves it was really more trying to point at like their um so uh selfishness and just trying to make themselves look good and use this person as a prop um for it so i think it's more critical of not necessarily like small towns it feels just from it taking place you know at least a little bit like on broadway and starring you know seasoned broadway actors it felt like there was a lot of references and stuff to things in the theater that just as like a pretty as a novice musical enjoy uh, enjoyer um, I didn't really um, pick up on so that's that's my only that's my biggest like thing I'd like disagree with you on um, a lot of it this movie just kind of fell apart to me the more I started like thinking about it and I feel like the big problem is when it moved from being, like, a stage musical to a movie set in, you know, reasonably modern-day America. um, mm-hmm. Just a lot of, like, the characters, like, didn't really work for me in, in terms of, like, movie characters where they would have worked as, like, stage play characters. Like, uh, the main girl, I believe her name was Emma. Yeah. Yep. She had... My girlfriend pointed this out to me. Did she have any friends? Like. I don't think
0: (laughs) None. (laughs) Um, Regardless of her orientation, I don't think she had a single friend. Except her girlfriend.
1: Right. Yeah. So just like that. And then how the, you know, kids in the town could all be persuaded with, you know, one musical number performed by it was pretty it was a pretty good one but it just felt like it's something set in like modern day america like even if they are in indiana which they made several jokes about which you know i love you know i love i ride from my home state here um it's like like i said they're growing up in reasonably modern day like these kids know ellen these kids have like seen a gay person before like i just you know I found that like hard to believe, and if it was so, if it was so easy to convince them that you know the Bible says it's not okay to be gay, but the Bible also says a lot of like other crazy things, like that yeah. should have been like this mind blowing like revelation to them. Um. Yeah, my next yeah the other thing I have to say, I do agree that I think James Corden did like he did a very good job like in this role, but I think like. Choosing him specifically was just sort of like an unnecessary choice to play like a gay man when he, in as far as I know, um, and according to his wife, is not a gay man. Um, Just off the top of my head, do you know uh, Titus Burgess from uh, The Invincible Kimmy Schmidt?
0: I'm sorry. Was that directed at me? I'm sorry. Yeah, just,
1: just like in general.
0: Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they could have, yeah, they could have gotten anybody. That's you know, there was that big movement a, a couple years back of like, why aren't we getting gay actors to play gay characters? Like, why yeah. couldn't this have been Jim Parsons or Neil Patrick Harris? Yeah. Or, uh, I, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. But right. Yeah. Um. Or uh, what's his name from Harry Potter and that's Gandalf. He's gay. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, Ian McClendon, although. <laughs> him in this role would not have made sense
1: yeah yeah i agree Um, so yeah just just some of the things in like the translation like it it just sort of fell apart at the seams a little bit for me um the songs i felt were just okay the choreography was great i can't you know usually there's one that like sort of sticks in your head but like there's none of them are are still bouncing around for me, so that's why I came a little bit. I just feel like it was a little more harsh on it at at two out of five. But I feel like um, there were just some some things that need a little bit more tightening up in the translation from stage to screen that that usually they do a good job at, um, but this time just just didn't quite nail it.
0: Well, very good. Before we get uh, into the Disney Investor Day uh news i got some more breaking news about spider-man <laughs>
1: oh dang it's coming back uh,
0: apparently now the newest name to join the list along with willem defoe is thomas hayden church as sandman
1: okay okay uh, So he's Ooh.
0: along among the, the the latest to join the uh the spider-verse movie i'll say it spider-man 3 home run spider-man 3 spider-verse <laughs> Whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Let's just talk about Disney. I'm tired of talking about Spider Man. This <laughs> tells me
1: that uh, he has the best agent if um it took him this long to negotiate terms with him. He just wants the most. He's just getting the most from Disney, just bleeding the mouth.
0: Like, it, it, and I'm making a, a, a vow to you, the people. I'm not going to discuss this anymore unless A, we get a set photo, B, we get a trailer, or C, uh we get an official statement from somebody saying that this is happening or
1: tom holland slips up on a talk show again exactly
0: exactly <laughs> that's what we're banking on um but yeah disney investor day thanks for uh leading the charge on the rest of the epi there matt happy to um so we had i didn't know this was going on uh disney investor day Um, First of all, Disney announced that over the first pass of the the first year of Disney Plus, they had 137 million paid subscriptions, which I'm no expert, but that's like a third of the U.S. population.
1: Yes. (laughs) Uh,
0: That's incredible. Um, Apparently, their goal is by 2024 to have 300 to 350 million subscribers, which is the u.s population so, you. so uh so yeah so we get all of the their next ambitious steps in the next um couple years we got uh okay okay this is cool so out of the 130 oh okay got you got you perfect got you um <laughs> disney's services as they stand 137 million so in that 86.8 million are disney plus 11.5 million are espn plus and 38.8 million are hulu gotcha okay. Got gotcha makes sense now that makes a little more sense in terms of um oh Beginning March twenty sixth, twenty twenty one, Disney Plus will be priced at seven ninety nine per month, getting a dollar bump. Uh, which, in my head, I don't mind because of the shit that I'm about to say. Yeah. Um, I also did the thing where I bought Disney Plus like for three years to save like a hundred bucks or something. So like I have Disney Plus paid for for the next like three years. So there you go. So I, I think I secured it when before they're bumping the prices up so um
1: well to go on to that it says here they're targeting to release more than 100 titles per year so think of that as you know a dollar per new property for a year basically
0: correct so the way that they did their announcements they divided it into um several groups obviously all of the the divisions i guess of disney so let's start out with um disney television studios for disney plus and this is just general disney entertainment so um disney tv studios shared a look at some of the most high profile family entertainment series in development for disney plus uh including two projects inspired by disney properties beauty and the beast which is a prequel Starring Luke Evans and Josh Gad uh, and Swiss Family Robinson, which is a reimagining of the classic from Ron Moore and John M. Chu. The studio is also developing Percy Jackson and the Olympians based on the world bestselling uh, book series. Um, so they're doing that. <laughs> Disney TV Studios is also currently in production on four live action series debuting in 2021 and those four are big shot turner and hooch the mysterious benedict society and the mighty ducks the game changers
1: Here
0: we go. Back, quack turner and hooch I saw quack it. quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> then we get um a little update on national geographic because I because me and the rest of the world keeps forgetting that Disney also owns them Yep. Um they're getting a new uh kind of documentary-esque kind of series starring Chris Hemsworth called Lim- Limitless um and then Welcome to Earth featuring Will Smith.
1: I'd like to go on the record about this. Now that it's going to be like a formal TV show, I will be in on this Will Smith vlogging content. Just just <laughs> want to get that out there
0: and then they announce a whole bunch of like disney animal or disney earth documentaries including one of them being called a real bugs life which is just a documentary about bugs come on <laughs> come on um in tombs for in term in tombs in terms of hulu the only real big n- announcement there is that the kardashians are ending their cable uh show and starting their new show on hulu exclusively on hulu so the juggernauts of the kardashians are about to attract a whole lot of subscriptions for hulu for people who are loyal to them uh, for some reason <laughs> and um fx announced uh, american horror stories which is a anthology series set in the universe of an american horror story interesting uh boy also announced from FX is they greenlit four additional seasons of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, making it the longest running <laughs> live action sitcom in TV history. I know you're a big it's always sunny boy, Mitch. You got a comment there.
2: Uh I'm just super happy for, for them for like getting renewed for this many more seasons. I think it's awesome.
0: Oh yeah. Um, that's a show that I am going, that I'm pledging to watch in its entirety as soon as it ends. I've seen probably the first five or six seasons straight through when it was on Netflix, but um, then I stopped for some reason and then um, they took it down. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that once it's in its uh, conclusion. Um, although I didn't, I don't know if it was announced that those are the only seasons left or if they're, just going ahead and green lighting four more years of it i don't know
1: i would think the last yeah
0: another announcement which kind of thrilled me was alien is getting a live action series on fx based in the universe of alien and aliens and alien versus predator and (laughs) shit so that's intriguing uh And then a two-season order of The Stones, which is a a drama series about the world's greatest rock and roll band ever, The Rolling Stones. So, be interested in seeing that. All right. Those were the warm-ups, the appetizers. Now, we get the good shit. This is where the discussion comes in, if any. Buckle up. (sighs) Lucasfilm. (sighs) (laughs) <sighs> <laughs> Among the projects for Disney Plus are Obi-Wan Kenobi starring Ewan McGregor, sorry, Ewan McGregor, uh, with Hayden Christensen set to return as Darth Vader.
1: Come on!
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, with apparently a rematch that has been decades in the making and something that we will never forget, apparently. Um, and two other series set in the Mandalorian era from Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni. Uh, one of them called Rangers of the New Republic. And I think they gave a, the New Republic a little nod in this most recent episode. They mentioned the New Republic a couple times, and I was like, oh, there uh, we go. Um, and Ahsoka, a f- series featuring the fan favorite Ahsoka Tano. Uh,
2: Ahsoka Tano. <laughs>
0: Uh, also announced were Andor, uh, which is the prequel to Rogue One series, um, Star Wars The Bad Batch, which is an animated Clone Wars uh, universe Star Wars show, uh, Star Wars Visions, which is an anthology Star Wars series that is anime, like Japanese anime animation style, and a mini series called Lando. <laughs> about lando calrissian with the original actor set to return to play lando um i don't know if i'm going to pronounce this right acolyte
2: i think it's acolyte. acolyte
0: yeah acolyte okay go I, to I'm church one time
1: for me logan <laughs>
0: sorry which is a which is a live action female uh led series um and then a droid story with the, which there's not anything known about um the next feature film in the star Wars universe releasing December, 2023 is called rogue squadron directed by Patty Jenkins, the director of the wonder woman franchise. Let's
1: fucking... there we go. Oh Um,
0: The next installment of the Indiana Jones franchise was announced directed by James Mangold. Uh, and it's going to be Harrison Ford's final return to Indiana Jones. I mean, obviously, because the man's like 90. Um, a Star Wars feature film is going to be written and directed by Taika Waititi.
1: <laughs> Let's go, baby. Oh
0: man, um, God, that's it for Lucasfilm. Any discussion needed there or should I just keep running through them?
1: I think we just got to keep going. It's nothing different than what you're doing.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, Walt Disney studios, motion picture productions. Oh, okay. This is where some controversy's going. Uh, Hocus Pocus two is being made currently. P- no one's asking for it. I mean, people are asking for it, but it's just another money grab. Again, <laughs> all of this is going to Disney plus if, if I wasn't clear. Yep. Um, well, most of it. I'll clarify when when things aren't, but um, Three Men and a Baby reboot starring Zac Efron, Cheaper by the Dozen uh, reboot, which is st- uh, starring a multiracial family, uh, and a new Sister Act film starring Whoopi Goldberg, which is okay. another reboot. Um, additional Disney Plus projects revealed including Chippendale Rescue Rangers, a live-action hybrid to animated film starring John Mulaney and Andy Samberg.
1: This is sneaky, the thing I'm most excited for from this <laughs> drop. Like, like It's like king of tier two excitement. Uh,
0: live-action film Pinocchio, directed by Robert Zemeckis and starring Tom Hanks as Geppetto. Um peter and wendy starring jude law's captain hook (laughs) come on (laughs) um disenchanted a sequel of enchanted with amy adams set to return um also new animated series coming for diary of a wimpy kid ice age and night at the museum I'm not going to watch those, but I mean, I probably will, but still. Yeah, yeah. studio also previewed its slate of live-action remakes, including uh, Jungle Cruise, Cruella, uh, a prequel to The Lion King, and The Little Mermaid, where they announced the cast of uh, The Little Mermaid in its full, confirming, yes, Melissa McCarthy is playing Ursula, which,
1: yes. Let's do it.
0: Let's do it um walt disney animation studios announces uh uh, raya and the last dragon uh is debuting march 2021 in theaters and on disney plus with premiere access um i don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for this but i will not be paying to watch this movie
1: I don't think so. I'm going to probably go for the one that I think um, we're going to talk about next, uh, Encanto, which includes new songs by Lin-Manuel Miranda coming out in November. So that'll, right. be, that'll be tight. Stay tuned to see if that hits my most anticipated of 2021.
0: Oh, <laughs> um, Also, animated series being produced by Walt Disney Animation Series includes... Tiana, based on the Princess and the Frog princess. Baymax, based on the Big Hero 6 characters. Zootopia Plus, weird name, based on uh, the Zootopia characters. And my personal favorite from this list, Moana. Based on the Moana characters. Let's go. (laughs) Um, (sighs) Pixar. Uh, Pixar is making its first ever long Uh, Long form animated series called Win or Lose, debuting on Disney Plus Fall of 2023. Uh, Also two brand new feature films slated for 2022, Turning Red and Lightyear, which is the direct or the definitive origin story of the hero that inspired the toy. Not about the toy itself, but the hero that inspired the toy, Buzz Lightyear. And Captain America himself, Chris Evans, is voicing Buzz Lightyear in that film uh also slated for theaters next summer is the original film luca which 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 also may or may not be in uh matt's top 10 list we're not sure (laughs) uh additional series were included about or were shared about new disney plus series including inside pixar pixar popcorn dug days and cars as well as previews for soul De- uh, debuting on december 25th 2020 and finally marvel <laughs> um marvel Studios shared its plans for the expansion in the future of the mcu revealing details about upcoming projects for disney plus and the theaters which also breaking news by the way i just saw some- something was just sent to me that if the pandemic doesn't lighten up and vaccines aren't distributed enough fast enough amc is doomed for (laughs) by the end of january so we will have to see about that um which sucks because there's an amc like 25 seconds from my apartment right now (laughs) um all right among dozens and dozens of upcoming projects for the series three new ones were announced Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Ben Mendelsohn return for Secret Invasion. Uh, Dominique Thorne is the genius inventor, which is in the series Ironheart. And Armor Wars uh, stars Don Cheadle as War Machine, uh, which basically takes place in a way or with the situation of Tony Stark's armor getting in the wrong hands. I'm predicting that we are going to see what's-his-name from Iron Man 2 again, Hammer Tech guy, Justin Hammer, played Mm -hmm. by uh, Sam Rockwell. (laughs) Um, Okay, those three will join the lineup of Disney Plus titles, where we all got trailers for WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki, as well as the animated series What If. Uh, We also got a little inside look at Miss Marvel and the inspiration behind the making of that character. And then Hawkeye with some set photos with Haley Steinfeld joining Jeremy Renner as Kate Bishop, Jeremy Renner's daughter. <laughs> He's so hot, Goddamn. damn. <laughs> <laughs> she Hulk is starring Tatiana Maslany in the title role as, alongside Mark Ruffalo redeeming his role as the Hulk, and Tim Roth redeeming <laughs> his role as the Abomination. Um, We also got more details on Moon Knight and apparently the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special directed (laughs) by James Gunn comes out holiday 2021. And I am Groot, a series of original shorts starring Baby Groot Uh, included in the film announcements. uh, We got Ant-Man and the Wasp quantumania which is the third movie in ant-man's franchise and they announced officially that the director of spider-man one and two will direct the fantastic four uh no cast or anything but you got to know that they've got them casted right you got to think that they've been casted
1: they've made their choices
0: okay um so now Marvel's next lineup of films excluding Ant-Man 3 and Fantastic Four include, in the exact order of release, Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, The Eternals, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther 2, which they announced they are not recasting Chadwick Boseman and instead are going to focus on the other characters that we have already gotten to know in the Black Panther world. Uh, Blade... Captain Marvel 2 production was announced and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That was a lot of shit.
1: Yep. And uh,
0: without going out for a super-duper long time, are you guys, uh, do you guys see this as a, oh shit, HBO Max made their announcement of their 2021 theater plans. Disney, is this Disney saying, hold my beer?
1: I think they're making sure everybody's ready to sort of hunker down for the long haul and they're wanting to make sure that when they do make that happen that um, a Disney plus subscription is a must have for new content over the next few years is how I see it. I don't see it as necessarily a reaction to HBO max. I feel like presentations like this don't, materialize in in a week. Um I feel like they've been ready to go with this for a while and maybe just didn't want to be be first to market with uh, a heavy str- mostly streaming options.
0: Yeah. I uh I agree Mitch, what are you thinking?
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh Matt put it perfectly there.
0: Um well, now I need to go chug about a half a gallon of water because my <laughs> mouth is so dry. But yeah, um, yeah that, that might have been boring, but I uh, really just wanted to give everybody the rundown about what the hell Disney just talked about. Um, you got to think with for Disney Investor Day that Disney investors are hype.
1: They got to be. Um, you
0: should have uh, bought some Disney stock before that <laughs> meeting, because after <laughs> that meeting, uh, you got to think that they did a little well.
1: Yep. Stonks be poppin', I'm sure. Stonks be
0: poppin'.
1: Can we talk Black Panther two?
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's talk.
1: What? What do you guys have any initial thoughts on directions to go with no Chadwick Boseman
2: recast?
0: Mitch, I'll let you take this one first.
2: Um. Well, I think I may have like thrown this in the in the group chat. Um. Like, I started to think like, well, maybe. It, like if they bring him, if they bring him in, could they do like a full CGI and just use like the same, like maybe they have voice uh, recordings or like pre-recorded stuff that they have. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I would love to see him back on screen as T'Challa. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I don't know. I feel like they have the technology to be able to to bring them back on screen, but whether or not like the voice work is the same, I don't know if they have that technology yet. Like if they could compile stuff from previous films or um if they have stuff pre-recorded, that yeah. That's pretty much it. That's all my thoughts on, on it. Um
0: I think I saw something somewhere from them saying that they're not going to do that, um, just to honor T'Ch- to uh Sorry, um, Chadwick Boseman. Yep. Um, I think they said that they're not going to recast him or do anything remotely. I think they'll. I think what it's likely to happen is probably the movie opens with a funeral of I th- yep. T'Challa, um, saying that. But but then again, the Black Panther is supposed to be immortal, is he not?
1: Well, his dad died. Well, true. Who was the Black Panther?
0: true i thought when they ate that like plant that they somehow retained like superhuman like life or I-, I could be very wrong
1: well so the it's good thing you brought that up because did we not see killmonger eat one of those does he have a bit of a change of heart and have the best uh, claim to the throne
0: i've heard rumor that michael b jordan or i don't know if it's a rumor but that michael b <laughs> jordan has come out publicly and been like yeah i'd love to be in black panther again if y'all have me back mm-hmm. um, even though he i mean quote-unquote died i mean uh, i assume he's dead but yeah i they've... also assume uh, mysterio is dead which i feel like is not the case <laughs> um, so uh so I, I mean these are comic book movies they really have any fucking and for again black panther 2 does not come out until after dr strange 2 and Mm -hmm. spider-man oh i forgot to mention spider-man in that in that list but
1: oh yeah sony That's that's an iffy one
0: but um maybe they do something in the multiverse and they and they find a world where his sister is black panther or something you know it or his mom even like well Or what's the name? Umbaku?
1: Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking Shuri, the sister, she'd be a good choice. She wasn't my favorite character in the first one, but I think an arc about her, you know, sort of maturing to be caught, to have to take on the leader in the face of the leader when she was never really the one selected for it. I kind of always like, uh, like that storyline in movies. So I think that that'd be like a good, um, One for it and a little bit different like a a different sort of flavor of what they did in the in the first black panther movie so yeah man I i just wanted to get get some of those get some get a read on the group of what we thought might be happening
0: and i'll pose one question before we wrap does any of this worry you
1: worry me in terms of
0: like do you think same with lucasfilm Marvel hasn't even launched their first show yet. And they are green lighting all of these things. Do you think they are relying on the fact that all of their movies are pretty damn good um, to be able to hold people's attention? Or does it worry you to see like, because this sounds familiar. This sounds awful lot like DC's plan a few years ago when they announced like 20 projects. And then like over the course of two years after the failure of, well, in some people's eyes, Batman versus Superman, and the failure <laughs> of uh, the Suicide Squad movie that people are just gonna that they just decided to start scrapping projects. Do you think that that's a possibility here?
1: I mean, it's always a possibility that there's going to be some stinkers, but I feel like given the the talent, both on screen and behind the camera, I think the floor is. Pretty high, you know, like it, it can only be probably just OK at this point. Mitch, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think they know what they're doing when it comes to the Disney Plus platform, like for all these shows. Um, like, I, I don't think that. Um, they wouldn't. Re- they wouldn't release all of this information. Uh, about having all this content and then not like follow through with going ahead and and, like releasing it. Or, I mean, I could see like maybe after like a season or two of some of these shows that if they aren't doing too well, that maybe they get dropped. But Mm -hmm. um, other than that, I feel like they're definitely going to follow through with releasing uh, the stuff that they have already lined up
0: you guys have any crazy thoughts about any of the shows that, that we got previewed like we got the footage for loki we got the footage for falcon and the winter soldier i mean i think they all just look good i mean yeah. obviously their trailers are very vague because yep. they do not <laughs> want to show anything but um i'm excited for wandavision 2 um the wandavision trailer was really trippy um really excited to see how that works out Cause there's those scenes that show them like in a sitcom with like a laugh crowd or whatever. And then there's like the dramatic scenes. So I'm wondering, I- I'm really curious on how WandaVision works out for sure. We get that January, like in very in,
1: soon. Yeah. Like
0: a month from now, actually, we're we'll breaking it down are listening to this. Wow. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> Do you think they're hour long episodes or are they like Mandalorian? Where they're anywhere, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour.
1: I bet they're not, don't have like strict limits on them. Probably the mm-hmm. Mandalorian style.
2: Yeah. That's, as much as I want them to be like hour long episodes, I feel like they're probably going to be like from 30 to 45 to 50 minutes. Like they could all change.
1: Cool. Yeah. I know just to answer your sort of original question, Logan, with a point that I was only reminded by, by Mitch bringing up the Mandalorian. I feel like that was the pilot for all of these, the pilot for Disney plus as kind of expanded universe for their big properties. So I feel like that they, you know, at the time of them, like putting all this together had only had a season and a half out, but was all everyone's talking about. So I feel like they kind of got it figured out.
0: Yeah, I think I think I'm good. You want to wrap us up?
1: Sure. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, like I said at the top, follow on the Instagram, rate and review on iTunes, and uh, have a good day. We'll uh, talk to y'all later. Thank you guys for joining me. Peace. Bye.